1: It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. She's not patchy tonight. She is. Absolute class personified. That is one magnificent hundred for the Australian captain, Meg Lanning, in just 51 deliveries.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, and that was the Australian women's team cricket captain bringing up a glorious century in the Ashes uh, earlier this year. And joining me on the podcast, I have the absolute pleasure of uh, interviewing Meg Lanning. Meg, welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
2: Yeah, good. Uh, are you enjoying a little bit of a break after a successful Ashes series?
1: Yeah, it has been nice to have a little bit of downtime since getting back from the the UK. It was a a busy series, but uh, nice to be back home, uh, knowing that we've still got the Ashes in our hands.
2: Yeah, and it must have been particularly satisfying for you to lead Australia to such a convincing Ashes victory after missing the last Ashes series.
1: It was. Yeah, it was nice to be back out there and and playing with the group, and uh, Ashes series are always special to be a part of, so... Was really glad to be able to get out there this time and yeah, to, to win and, and play the way we did throughout the series was, was certainly very special. And uh, you know, I thought throughout the series, different people stepped up at different times, which uh, is a good sign for our group.
2: Yeah. And when you get a little break in the schedule like this, is that a time when you can start to sort of reflect on the successes the team's had?
1: A little bit, uh, you know. Once we got back, we did have a, a week or so of, of quiet time, I guess. So uh, you do sort of reflect a little bit, and uh, I guess you're proud of the achievements of the group. Uh, and it's not easy to to win in the way we did over in in the UK in their home conditions. So it gives us a chance to sort of reset um, for a few days at least, and then uh, we we look ahead to what's coming up. And it must have been
2: um, heartening that you know the the Australian team had a disappointing 2017 50-over World Cup and, and really reset the way it approached international cricket. And since then, you've gone on this great run, you know, winning the World T20 and not just beating England in the ashes but dominating for much of the series. It must sort of, I guess, I'd um, be heartening that the, the changes you made actually worked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that 50-over that World Cup over in the UK was... It was a tough time for our group. We you know, we didn't get the result that we wanted, but it has been a real turning point for the way that we operate on and off the field. And uh, I guess it, it brought a, a few things front of mind that we, we needed to to change and, and tweak a little bit. You know, we felt like we had a really good and talented group together, but we just weren't quite getting the most out of, of what we had. So, you know, I guess looking back now, it, it was a pretty important moment for our group and, you know, we've been able to – to improve on a few things and, and the players have really taken responsibility for that and it's been nice to have some success over the last few years and uh, you know, I think we're still building we've been able to add to our group with some younger players as well which has been really important and, and they'll continue to play a big role for us.
2: After the Ashes series when the team was sort of celebrating are they the sort of best times for you I guess uh, in, in the team when you've sort of achieved your goals?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt, um, you know, when you, you've won a big series like that, you, you celebrate and um, celebrate the success of of the team and, yeah, it was nice to sort of be able to take a few moments after that and we sort of hung around at the ground after that for a little while as well just to spend some time together and chat through what had, what had happened over the, the previous six weeks. So, you know, it's a team sport. You want to win as much as you can and, it, you know, it's nice that we've been able to do that a fair bit over the last two years.
2: Yeah, definitely. Whenever I'm around the Australian women's team, it has a real like family vibe about it that you're all sort of um, looking out for each other and there's a, a, quite a, a close-knit group of players there. Is, is that the way it is from your perspective?
1: It is, yeah. You know, we we get on really well on and off the field. We're we're close friends. Um, you know, we obviously spend a, a lot of time together, which um, which is great, and especially when you get on so well with each other. So I think that helps on the field. You know, I think you know being so close off the field really does translate to good performances on the field. So we're lucky as as a group that we're in that position, and um, you know, really looking forward to what the the next uh, year or so especially has in store for us.
2: And are there any players that you particularly lean on for support?
1: Uh, Rachel Haynes is the, the vice-captain and, and we work pretty closely together. Uh, she's been really good for me since coming into into that role. She obviously captained a little bit while I was out as well and, and did a great job. So uh, she's very experienced. She's, she's played a lot of cricket both domestically and internationally and yeah, is a really good filter for me, I guess, to to get a read on the group and how things are going and, and what – might work and, um, you know, moving forward. So, you know, she's been great for me and, and certainly someone that I use a fair bit as well.
2: Yeah, are you the type of captain that likes to sort of keep some distance between you and the team or, or you're not like that at all?
1: Oh, there's an element of both, I guess. I mean, you know, when you've got the the captaincy, I guess there's automatically a... not a barrier, I guess, but sort of, you know, some things that you're more across um, perhaps than the team. But, uh, you know, I like to be as inclusive as possible. I think, you know, everyone's even, you know, everyone's got something to add to the group. So, you know, part of my role is trying to, you know, make players feel comfortable that they can be themselves and and can really contribute to the group. So, you know, that's the the way I try to do it, I guess. and, And hopefully that's the case at the moment.
2: Well, it seems to be working because uh, the team's performing very well. So <laughs> I just want to ask you a bit about now um, the way you sort of deal with the media because women's cricketers are getting a lot more attention than they were getting, well, if even a few years ago. And, and how are you coping with that extra attention?
1: I think it's it's really good for the sport. You know, we you know we want to be in the public eye, I guess, and and we want people to support us, but. You know, that that can mean at times you get some criticism along the way, but I, but I think that that actually is a really good sign that, that people are watching and, and want us to do well. So the media play a really important role in, in sport and society in general. And, you know, I think they, they've been really big supporters of our team, especially over the last sort of five years. So, you know, we... We enjoy the relationship that we've got with the media and, and I think they, they play a really important role in, in getting our views and, and points across, I guess, to, to the public who, who are watching.
2: Yeah, Elise Perry has said that she thinks that once the media is a little more critical of the Australian women's cricket team, that we'll know that the team's really in the media eye because, you know, it's easy to write sort of light, fluffy pieces about how well women's cricket is doing, but it's a bit harder to start to criticise.
1: I think it's a, a good point. Um, you know, you see all the the mainstream sports, I guess in Australia, you get criticism, you get um, positive stuff as well. That's just the nature of, of elite sport. Um, you know, you, we're we're Australian, we sort of expect results and, and success. So um, I think I think she's right, um, and I think that's coming. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that people are watching and, and taking notice. And you know, I think that's only a good thing for for our team and the sport.
2: Yeah, um, after the recent test in the Ashes series, there was a little bit of criticism about, I guess, the way the test played out and whether Australia was really going for a result. And, you know, I heard the audio of the press conference straight after the game and the journos were, you know, chirping away a bit. How do you react to that sort of situation and, and those views? Uh,
1: yeah, that was a, an interesting press conference. Um and, you know, I totally understand the, the views of, of the journalists over there and, you know, what was being said. Um, you know, you know, ideally we would have had a free-flowing test match that's really entertaining. Um, but, you know, it was pretty hard work out there in, in the middle of the game. So, you know, I tried to answer the, the questions as best I could. But, you know, we'd had a lot of conversations internally about how we could win the game, you know, even up until... Really, until they got past that follow-on score, that was probably the point where it became a little bit more difficult. But up until that point, we were always thinking about winning the game. Uh, it's it's not always as simple as it looks from the outside. But yeah, as we've been saying, it's it's good people questioning things, asking why why things were happening. So um, yeah, even though there are some some tricky questions in there, I think overall for the game, it's a it's a good conversation to have.
2: Yeah, I just thought it was strange. Like you you just retained the ashes, and then you went to the press conference and it was sort of (laughs) you know why didn't you go for the win and so I can see you know both sides of it but it was did you sort of leave that and think about the way you approached the game in a different light?
1: Not really no I mean we were really clear on what our approach was and how we were going about it and I, I, I sort of tried to explain that throughout the the press conference just to try and you know give people an understanding of what we were what we were thinking so you know you're right we did retain the ashes and um you know, we put ourselves into a position of coming into that Test match six points up, and we did only need a draw. So, um, at the end of the day, um, we're there to retain the Ashes. And you know, once you know the Test match got to a point where it was pretty late on day four, um, I guess we weren't willing to you know give England a little bit of a lifeline to, to see what could happen. And I think anyone who knows the game of cricket and understands it will um will certainly get that.
2: Yeah, definitely. You can't give the poms even a sniff, Meg. (laughs) Let's just start talking a bit about women's test cricket because I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and I'm interested to ask your opinion. I I think that we're in a situation where it's, it's very unfair to ask women's cricketers to play test cricket when you're not playing any red ball cricket at a domestic level. So I just think at the moment that there isn't really a place for test cricket until the game evolves a bit more and there could be a multi-day domestic tournament in Australia. So, you know, you're not putting this burden on players to go and play a form of the game that they don't know.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. It, it's it's extremely difficult to play one test every two years and go out there and play this great brand of cricket, I guess. Um, you know, we'd all love to do that, but the, the reality is that we just don't practice it enough and it does take us a little while to work out the, the game and, and what is required in the, in the situation. So, um, you yeah, know, ideally uh, we would have more test matches or more domestic games with the red ball. But a, at the moment, uh, the real driver for women's cricket is T20 cricket and, and all the investment and resources is going into that format of the game. So, you know, I can understand why there's not. Um, yeah, I'd love to play more test matches. But at, at the same time, I think... You know, the T20 game's done a great job in, in moving the game forward and that's where most of the investment's going. So it's probably going to be difficult moving forward. It's just, yeah, about people having an understanding that we don't play that format a lot. So it, it's not easy just to transition into it and, um, you know, play exciting Test match cricket straight away.
2: And quite practically, you're not going to give your wicket away if uh, you're not going to get another hit for two years.
1: <laughs> no, you want to make most of it you're out there.
2: All right, so uh, I've noticed a lot of your teammates are very active on social media, and actually it's a great way of um, keeping track of the team on tour because they're all posting what they're doing, what they're eating, the coffee, all this stuff. But (laughs) I notice you're not so active on social media, so I'm I'm guessing you're a little bit more of a private person?
1: I am, yes. Uh, Yeah, I don't tend to post too much. Uh, No real reason. I just don't really yeah tend to take many photos and and put stuff up I feel like my teammates do enough of do enough of that and take enough photos of me to put that up so everyone knows what's happening so I think social media is great I I use it a lot to more look and and observe Uh, but it's certainly been a great platform for for our team and our players to get out there and and uh, allow people to see who we are on you know on and off the field so yeah I'm not a, a massive you know player in in that game I guess but uh, I think it's a really good platform for, for sport.
2: Do you think you're a little bit shyer than like Elisa Healy and <laughs> Elise Villani who are posting all the time?
1: I think a little bit, yeah. I just, I just don't think people would be interested in what I put up, so I, I don't bother putting it up, but uh, – yeah, Elise line is good at keeping me on track. She, she tends to, uh, to put a few photos up of me along the way so, um, everyone can keep track of it on there.
2: Yeah. I bet, I bet you must get a lot of, of approaches from brands and stuff to, to do more on social media.
1: Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But, but it's sort of not my natural personality. I've always been pretty quiet and keep my cards pretty close to my chest. So yeah, I don't, you know, tend to want to outside that that zone too much so yeah there's a there's a fine balance i guess of of promoting your your team and yourself but also trying to stay true to yourself and what what that means so yeah that's that's where i'm at at the moment but who knows we'll all go down the track
2: so with that being the case i sort of feel like sometimes the australian public doesn't know a lot about you away from you know the cricket ground um so like the the digging i've done i've been able to um, (laughs) find out that you like baking is that still true uh
1: yes i do like baking um i don't do it as much as i i used to because we're away a fair bit but um yeah if i can I'll, i'll give it a crack
2: I also know you like coffee, but I think that's, I think everyone <laughs> likes coffee.
1: That's a given. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, last night, for the first time ever, I watched. Have you been paying attention? Uh, one uh, of your yes. favorite shows on Channel Ten, which you appeared on two years ago.
1: Yes, it is one of my favorite show, shows. I, I watched it uh, last night as well. So, yeah, I, I think it's a very funny show. It's sort of a light-hearted view at, at what's going on in the world. And yeah, I've been on there a couple of times now. So it's nice that they invited me back.
2: Yeah, do you like uh, going on TV and doing that?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about going on TV, but uh, it was yeah, nice to get in there and meet a few of the um, contestants who are on there. They're, they're pretty funny. So, um, yeah, it was nice to be able to meet them.
2: Well, thank you. I'd never heard of it, heard of it until this week, so now <laughs> I've, I've got a new show to watch. Uh, and finally, I know you've got a golf challenge with Elise Villani. <laughs> where, where are we with that golf challenge right now? Who's winning, you or Villani?
1: I'm winning two one, uh, so I've got the cup safely in my keeping. So I'm waiting for her to uh, challenge me again to to take her on. So uh, I mean, I mean, the golf's not high quality. The banter's probably better than the the golf, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun, and um, our expectations are not high, which um, which is which is fine. It sort of you know allows us to go out there and have some fun. So uh, yeah, she's made a a pretty big deal out of it, but uh, yeah, waiting for her to challenge me to get that cup back.
2: Wow. It seems as competitive as the Stark Healy Cup.
1: More competitive. I'm not sure what the Stark Healy Cup is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was looking, you made your Aussie debut back in 2011. You were 19. What was it like, 19-year-old woman walking into the Australian dressing room that first time?
1: I was pretty nervous. I was playing sort of alongside a lot of, people who I'd sort of considered to be my heroes and who I'd looked up to, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I was a little bit nervous that the call-up had sort of come as a bit of surprise, I guess, uh, from domestic cricket. So it all happened pretty fast, and I didn't really expect to be playing any of those games either. So, yeah, it happened pretty quick, and I guess that suited suited me, I guess, because I do like to just go with the flow and, and see what happens. So that's exactly what I did.
2: And what about the senior women in the team? Did, were any particularly welcoming? Did you find it intimidating? Uh, some of the strong characters in the team.
1: It wasn't intimidating. I, I thought they, you know, they welcomed me in really nicely. Shelly Nitschke, who's our assistant coach actually at the moment, she she and I um, opened the batting together for a little while, so she was really good for me. Yeah, very experienced and um, allowed me to settle in, settle in really nicely. And um, Alex Blacker was the captain at the time, I think. So she was really good as well. So played a lot of cricket with those, those girls. And yeah, it was just, just fun. I couldn't really believe that I was in there with those, those players and uh, really enjoyed myself.
2: And what was it like sort of growing up a little bit in that environment?
1: Yeah, it was, it was good. You had to do it pretty quick. Yeah. As I said, I wasn't really expecting to to be playing international cricket at that stage. So uh, I sort of had to learn on the job a little bit and, uh, you know, try and learn off all the other experienced players who were there. So, you know, I really enjoyed it. I, I sort of uh, just went with, the, went with the flow and, you know, just tried to do as well as I could. And, uh, you know, luckily enough, I got off to an okay start and, and was able to, to keep playing.
2: Yeah, I, I can imagine it'd be pretty full-on, though, coming from, uh, you know, your family and then sort of being thrown into the deep end with the Australian team and all of a sudden you're sort of on your own.
1: Yeah, it was a, a little bit. Uh, I was a little bit daunted, I guess, heading into that side and, uh, you know, been in the state system for a couple of years and seeing the, the girls in the Vic team head off on tour and, and watch them on TV and I hadn't really thought that I'd, I'd be there um, so quick. I'd, I'd hoped one day I'd be able to get there, but... Um, yeah, I guess when you go into a new group, you're always a little bit nervous and trying to find your place. But as I said, the you know, all the players and coaches were really welcoming and, and I was able to sort of play straight away, which, which I think helped settle me down as well.
2: And, uh, you know, when you started playing in the Aussie team, did you have any inkling at all the way the game was going to take off?
1: Absolutely not. It's It's incredible to think... How far the games come in such a short space of time. I think I've been in the team nine years now, and and from you know my first game to, to now, the, the difference is is huge both on and off the field. Uh, you know I think Cricket Australia has really been leading the way in in women's cricket with the WBBL and and the support that both the nationally contracted players and state cricketers get as well. So yeah, to be involved in the sport over this period, has been Been amazing. Feel very lucky to, to be involved, and you know, hopefully the the trend continues that it it keeps improving both on and off the field. Because yeah, it's it's certainly great to be a part of, and it's going to be exciting to see where we end up. Yeah, I
2: think the Ashes indicated that the WBBL has really propelled the standard of cricket in this country to new levels. I mean, I just look at the fielding. When the WBBL started, the fielding wasn't great. But now, I mean, some of the fielding we saw last summer was just outstanding. So, you know, you can really see the, the, the practical influence of extra time, extra hours coming out.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Having um, sort of part-time contracts for the state cricketers and full-time for the CA contracted players uh, does allow you more time to, to train. and. Uh, I think in WBBL also you've got access to really good coaches and and also really good international stars who who lift the standard I guess so you've got some really good players to learn off and who are, are leading the way so you know younger players coming through are playing alongside elite players both Australian and international and uh, you know being around those players day in day out certainly going to help you know both learning the game but also skills wise.
2: I can't wait for this upcoming summer that the WBBL is going to have a, a standalone schedule separate from the, the, the men's Big Bash because I felt as a cricket lover that even if you wanted to watch all the cricket, you just physically couldn't do it because there's so much happening in the height of summer. So I think spreading out the cricket over this this whole six months is a very sensible thing and I think will bring more exposure to the women's Big Bash.
1: Yeah, we're all really excited to to play in the standalone WBBL this year. Uh, I think, you know, being early on in the summer gives us some clean air and, and hopefully the the public's ready for some cricket. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. I think it's the right time. I think, you know, playing alongside the men's competition has done a really good job over the first four years, but we're ready to take that step now to have some clean air by ourselves and, and be sort of in the spotlight, I guess, of, of sports fans in the country and around the world. And, um, you know, the, The spectacle of the game, the skills of the game are certainly as good as they've ever been. So, yeah, hopefully everyone comes and and watches and we can create um, a really good atmosphere and and get some new fans to the game as well.
2: Yeah, can't wait for those festival-style weekends. Are you uh, suiting up for the Scorchers this year?
1: I am, yes, looking forward to that. I feel like we've got a pretty good squad together. So we were disappointed with how we ended up last year, not not making the semis, but, uh, yeah, we look like... We're shaping up pretty well um, for the season and and looking forward to it getting underway.
2: Not many people make the move from Melbourne to Perth. It's usually the other way. What happened?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, look, I got a good opportunity to go over and play with the Scorchers, a a different environment. You know, a new team, which I hadn't really had to do too much for a little while. So it sort of took me outside my comfort zone a little bit and uh, I really enjoyed it. Last year, you know, especially so. Uh, looking forward to, to this season. Uh, as I said, we have got a good good squad together, so hopefully we can be successful.
2: Are you trying to get away from your sister Anna? Is that why you moved? <laughs> because I know the Hussey brothers famously move states to get away from each other. So, are you in the same boat?
1: No, that wasn't the re- that wasn't the reason. <laughs> yeah, I've played a lot of cricket with Anna actually, and she's at ACT this year for WNCL. So. She's got a good opportunity there, but uh, no, I enjoy playing alongside Anna, so that definitely wasn't the reason.
2: What's it like when you play against Anna? Have you done that before?
1: We've actually missed each other the last um, few years. WNCL, the Australian players have missed a few games domestically, so um, ACT also. I've always played... um, Sorry, Victoria. Well, we've been away, so we're yet to to suit up against each other, but uh, looking forward to when we do.
2: I know uh, the Ashton Agar and Wes Agar found it really strange when they played against each other, but I can imagine for your family that would be quite an occasion, (laughs) you know, to see you and Anna playing against each other would be quite a thrill for your parents.
1: It would be, yeah. It would make it easy for them to to watch both of us. Um, It can be difficult when we're in different teams and playing in different spots. So, uh, yeah, mum and dad would be happy with that. But, uh, yeah, it would be quite weird. Anna doesn't bowl these days anymore, so I wouldn't have to face her. I think that would be um, a little bit tricky if if that was the case. So we're just sort of batters and fielders, so we don't have to directly match up with each other.
2: You'd probably know the sort of sledges to get her going, though.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, look, I'm not a massive sledger. Uh, I'm sure I'd uh, come up with something, but I think she'd be better at that than I would be.
2: So you're quite quiet on the field? You let Elisa Healy do all the talking?
1: <laughs> I've got too much to think about. Uh, I don't have enough time to, to think about sledging or a bit of banter, so um, I leave that to the experts. Like Elisa Healy, she's, um, yeah, she's pretty good at that.
2: You do seem very focused when I've observed you... Um, when you play, and you just you know you're driven, you're you're sort of you're, you're always um, focused on on the outcome. Is that a fair reading?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm a pretty competitive person. Um, I love to win. I hate losing. And yeah, once I get out on the field, I guess I have the the game face on. But I I, I actually think I'm a reasonably relaxed person off the field and. Yeah, that probably doesn't come across on the field, which is fine. But, um, yeah, I'm competitive. So once I get out there, it's all about trying to, to win and help the team to get over the line.
2: Well, I think it's all about switching on at the right time as well. I mean, you know, Steve War always used to say it's about switching on when it's right and switching off. So uh, if we can't see you being relaxed, it's because you're doing the right thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think in cricket especially, it's hard to stay switched on for such a long period of time. So, uh, it is about getting that that balance right. And you know, I'm, I feel like yeah, once I get on the field, I'm relatively serious but yeah that's just the way it goes i guess
2: well meg we're running out of time so thank you so much for coming on the podcast um what's the what's the plans now for you in terms of leading this side where do you want to take the australian women's team i I know you've sort of you know learned to be a captain on the job but i think you've really established yourself now so what's next
1: yeah i mean i guess it's just about building on what we've we've got i think we spoke earlier about um the turning point i guess for this squad and um now it's just about you know, shipping away and, and keep keeping improving, I guess, um, to make sure we we stay at the top. Um, we've got a, a T20 World Cup coming up at the, the end of this summer. So um, that's probably our next big thing. And it's a home World Cup. It's massive. It's, you know, an opportunity that doesn't come along very often. So um, I guess our focus is on that, and, you know, to be able to lead the side into that World Cup and, you know, hopefully uh, to another win. That would be very special.
2: Yeah, there is a lot of pressure for uh, the Australian women's team to make the final and fill the MCG. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit unfair. I mean, there is some pretty stiff competition, especially in the twenty-over game.
1: Yeah, there is. It, it's 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 going to be difficult. T Twenty cricket, especially, um, you know, it can be can be hard because you know, one player can take the game away from you pretty quick. So, yeah, uh, you know, we, we know it's going to be hard work and we're going to have to play really well to, to get to that point. That's obviously the aim, but, you know, we know there's a lot of work to do before we get there.
2: Well, Meg, thank you so much for coming on the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. It's been a pleasure to interview you and uh, best of luck uh, the rest of the year. Great. Thanks very much. That was Meg Lanning, Australian women's cricket team captain. And yes, you've been listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mensell. You can keep up with all the Ashes coverage online at dailytelegraph.com.au and back soon with another podcast.
1: Wide of the crease, full toss. Uppercuts it. Highest individual score by any female in the game. Meg Lanning. She loves hitting records. <laughs>